Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, do you think hip-hop music gets a bad rap? Hi, America. Uh, Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed. Picks and pulls in her unconscious mind and she snores that very chew. What have we got tonight? (laughs) Everybody dance now. Perfect. Is she going to stop? I don't know. Let me check her insurance. (laughs) So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate belt. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week that it does not matter if you're black, white, heterosexual, homosexual, a man, or a woman, because cats hate all of you. I don't like cats. So you're not fair. a fan. <laughs> I find them to be very greasy. Gross. <laughs> Put that in your book. They're disgusting. I also wish to introduce them. Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week it's not about how many times you fall, it's about how many times you get back up 
Unfortunately, that is not how a field sobriety test works. <laughs> wow. Well, no, to the true. show, Michelle. Thank you. They're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 29. So as always, as convention dictates, we move, we limp, we crawl into the first round that we call general lack of knowledge, armed with a slightly tipsy gong, of infinite knowledge, accompanied by the staggering swaying statistics, and I love you, your family, fascinating you. facts. <laughs> You're my best friend. Stand back, ladies. Shocking. Impressive oh, times. My. On this very day, on August the 24th, 1853, the humble potato chip was invented by George Crumb at Moons Lake House, New York. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about potato chips. Mm, I love them. What's your favourite flavour? Just shout one out. Sour you, cream and you onion. You like sour cream. That's the third biggest seller of potato chips in the whole of America. My favourite. That's what you've gone for, is it? Yes. Michelle, what's Salt your... and vinegar. Ooh, Salt that's vinegar. also my favourite. Mm. I think that would be popular in Britain, but I don't think that's in the top five. I'm going to guess it's barbecue, isn't it? Chad. Oh, it's the nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. I don't think that's in there. Really? Plain, the plain is the biggest plain? seller. Plain huh. is where we are. In or... Britain, of course, we call them chips. Yeah. Crisps. Crisps. I'm getting, I'm even, I'm getting yeah. confused. You have monster munch, don't you? Pennies. <laughs> Pennies cannot buy a bigger snack. They look like your feet. Potatoes. I what? swear to God, go and look up Monster Munch. And, and they, then look at my feet. Don't, and then look don't at your look feet. Monster Munch. They're all individual. They're all individual, like little toes. Monster Munch. And then look at my feet. Yay. Yay. Monster Yay. Munch came in like tomato ketchup flavor. They came oh, in God. a pickled onion. Uh-huh. You'd have them in a sandwich between two bits of bread. Mm. Monster Munch sandwich, please, mum. Okay, kids. You know, when I was poor... I used to have mayo and potato chip sandwiches. That's good. We're still poor. Everyone's poor. We yeah. have no money. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you could afford mayo? <laughs> Real mayo. And bread? <laughs> she made her own mayo. <laughs> what? She covered herself in baby powder, put on a wetsuit, and ran around the block for five miles. Wow. <laughs> Popular flavors in Britain that we don't see over here. Prawn cocktail is very popular in Britain. Prawn cocktail, That's a crisp, good one. Cheese and onion. Yeah. And beef flavor is very popular in Britain. Beef? Yeah. Beef, yep. Beef flavored crisps. I want my chips tasting like a hamburger. Yes, with a hint of onion, the base notes of ketchup. When I go to the Chinese restaurants, they have shrimp flavored chips. Yes, you're not getting a million miles away. They're from your prawn cocktail. 100% Ooh. correct. What I was fumbling to say earlier and missed the ball completely was the fact that potato chips are called crisps in Britain, of course. Crisps. Of course. And chips are fries. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're all on the same page. Yes. Now, this points to be given away. The first ever potato chips were what flavour? Very simple. Points to be one. All I need to know is the first ever what potato year? chips. I gave you the year. <laughs> I forgot it. Well, I've thrown the piece of paper on the floor. 1853. 53, 54. Something like that. Yeah, the middle know. of the 19th century. That piece of paper has long since disappeared. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like you knowing the date is going to make a difference to the answer. Uh, I'm going to guess um, vinegar. You're going to guess that the first ever potato chips were flavoured with... Or pickle. Pickled vinegar. Yeah. Mm. Michelle, what flavour were the first ever potato chips? Cheese. 
cheese. Chad, what do you think? Potato-flavoured potato, potato chips. Potato chips. There, that makes perfect sense. It was made by accident. In this restaurant in New York, a guy complained that he didn't think his potatoes were cut thin enough. So the guy who was fed up with dealing with this in the kitchen decided to kind of, you know, be a bit sarcastic and he cut them very thin and the guy thought they tasted brilliant. From then on in, everyone's winning. I cannot give the points away. The first ever potato chips were flavoured barbecue, would you believe? Oh, man, I said that earlier. You said many wondrous things, but not one of them was barbecue. (laughs) Wow. I'll just take one Pringle, said no one ever. Right. Potato chips are like cats. You can't just have one. You have mm-hmm. to keep going. You can have none. Back. What does the word Dorito mean in Spanish? More points to be one. Triangle. It means triangle in Spanish. Sure. The Bermuda Dorito. Look at that over there. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Look at the percussion instruments in that orchestra. There's a guy there playing a Dorito. Yep. I'm going with that. You're going to go with triangular, are you? Yes. Perfect. What does Dorito mean in Spanish, Michelle? Tasty. Tasty. Mmm. Mmm. Dorito. Mmm. This burger and fries is Doritos. Fiesta. <laughs> Any other Spanish words you want to throw in while we lose a third of our audience from around the world? Anything else? I only know bad words. <laughs> yes, we don't want to be using those, do we? Chad, what do you think? What does the word Dorito mean? Dorito is Spanish for proper action. Dorito. Yes, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Kill me now. Someone fetch me a gun. <laughs> Kill me. Stab this pen into my neck. It means little golden things. Oh. I win. You leave this show. <laughs> Seriously, no one's winning. Trust me. Nobody in this room is winning right now. Doritos are 29% fat by their weight. Did you know such wonders? Oh, man. Mm. But they taste so like good. Like me. Well, they taste. <laughs> well, you're going that low, are you? Wow. Oh, and this is why we can't have a camera <laughs> in the studio. No one has won any single points on our favorite subject, which is potato <sighs> chips. But do not fear. Points will be coming imminently because what you need to tell me is how many ingredients are in a single Dorito if you counted the ingredients on the back. 17. The packet. Miss Morris has gone for 17. Michelle, how many ingredients in a single Dorito do you think? 35. You are going to go with 35. Chad, what are your thoughts there? Oh, let's go right in the middle. Let's say 25. 25. You are sharing the points. I should give you two points each. Chad and Michelle, there are 30 ingredients in a single Dorito. Dorito. I was closer. How are you closer? There's five between each one. 35 oh. and 25 and the answer's 30. Oh, never mind. Mm, she, flunked. <laughs> she flunked maths. Yeah. You can't tell. I think you're getting away with it. Mm. All's good in the world. She spends three quarters of her day thinking about fractions. So oh, naughty. Are Pringles potato chips yes or no? Simple no. enough. What are they made of then? Pressed potatoes pressed but they're not made and dehydrated dehydrated pressed potatoes yes so you're saying pringles aren't potato chips but you're claiming they're made from potatoes yes are you also (laughs) suggesting that they're kind of like chips no oh we're not gonna go that far i'm with her like Pringles are potato chips in the same way that Velveeta is cheese. Yeah, it's I a love potato Chad. product. Chad's my new they are product. potato <laughs> chips, and they're made out of mashed potatoes. Really? There's, yep. there's someone somewhere in Alabama with a rolling pin rolling out mashed potatoes, and his mother's frying them. Yep. Wow. How do they get them into that shape then? 
in the mold. In a okay. tube. Oh, there's molds as well. In a tube. In a tube. special potatoes. <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? Chad, have you got anything else to offer? Are potato chips Pringles or not? Yes, I'm telling sir. you, potato product. Potato product. I can't give the points away. They're actually made from dough. They've got nothing to do with potatoes in any way, shape, or form. They're actually similar to a biscuit. Or a cake, would you? Why be? are you squishing my dreams? I'm Why squishing you your Pringles. That? I'm going to tell you in a minute that the Easter Bunny doesn't squisher. exist and neither does the mm, tooth. Sad now. Wow. Potatoes, of course, give us chips, fries, and vodka. Yeah. Get your crap together. Every other vegetable would be my advice. Ooh, yeah. I'm on the theme tonight, I got vodka. Yes, you do. You're celebrating the potato chip. I am celebrating the potato chip with the Bloody Mary. Me too. Lovely. Perfect. I got a white trash martini. Fantastic. Mm. I have a cup of tea. Everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot give the points away tonight. Michelle's managed to scramble her way to two. Chad's also on two. And uh, Heather and myself have a duck egg, but all is still to play for, of course. Ooh. Kenny Baker was born today in 1934 in Solihull in England. Famous, of course, for playing what? The potato. He's famous. <laughs> <laughs> did he play on his own or did he have a whole potato section with him? It's a tuber. <laughs> I think the second potatoes are a little flat tonight. Do you not think? Give me more in the potato section. What did he do? Hollow it out and blow out a tune with it? That's like right. some sort of Venezuelan flute? The potato flute. Do you know those things you can get in South America? <laughs> that you're... Pan flute. Yeah, it looks like you're... Zambier. That's it. It looks like you're sexually assaulting a tortoise, doesn't it? Great. Wow. What was Kenny Baker famous for playing? It's a simple enough question. This I isn't... told you You're famous already. for playing the potato. Or... Uh... The mouth harp. Or the mouth harp. <laughs> you know. Yes, he swallowed it. Someone fetched me a second one. That's going to hurt twice. <laughs> Michelle, Kenny Baker was famous for playing what? The trumpet. He was famous for playing the trumpet. Nuh-uh, that's Fats Domino. Yes, there's been more than one trumpet <laughs> player. the twist. <laughs> oh, Why yeah. am I here? Chad, any thoughts? What did Kenny Baker play? True to his name, Kenny Baker played the pots and pans. He actually played R2-D2. Oh! oh! It looks I'm, like not quite, I'm not quite sure. You're comparing R2-D2. And the pot and pan. <laughs> You'll be saying he's Spanish next. He sounds like a trumpet. <laughs> it's not R2-D2 as in like Spanish. It's a... Never mind. <laughs> R2-D2 in Star Wars. He's no longer with us, Aww. of course. But a happy birthday to you, sir, wherever you are. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, <laughs> no. I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about R2-D2. How many R2-D2s were made for the film The Phantom Menace in 1997? Simple oh. enough question. I'll give you a clue. In the original Star Wars in 1977, they made two. Mm -hmm. One for Kenny Baker to sit in. And one that was remote controlled. So there's your starting 35. Position. You are saying in The Phantom Menace, they made 35 R2-D2s. Michelle, yes. what are your thoughts? What are you thinking there? I'm going to say 50. You're going to go with 50. Chad, any thoughts, anything you'd like to chip in with on the theme of chips and R2-D2? I'm going zero. That's all CGI. You're going to go zero. They Whoa. actually... Chad's actually the closest. He actually got... The nearest, by saying zero, they made 18. 18 R2-D2s for the film The Phantom Medicine. One of them was actually the original R2-D2. They just made it a bit more comfortable for Kenny Baker 
to sit in. Huh. R2-D2 was, of course, the most vulgar character of all time because they bleeped out every single word. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he said. It's also Stephen Fry's birthday today, born in 1957. I <laughs> Famous author and star of Blackadder and Q-Ice and many happy returns to you. Also, on this day in 1869, Cornelius Swarthout. That's a great name, isn't it? It's a bit Harry Potter, a bit mm, Charles Dickens. Yes. Cornelius Swarthout painted it the first stovetop waffle iron. Although waffles date back to the 14th century, he actually invented the waffle iron. So on behalf of every hotel and motel breakfast bar across America, thank you, Cornelius. Thank you. So Thank the very, you. Very first time in the history of MQTA <gasps> Radio. I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about waffles. I love waffles. Waffles, yeah. of course, are pancakes with syrup traps, aren't they? That's the only thing. That's and doing. you have to fill everyone with syrup. Yes, your OCD does not allow you to eat a waffle that doesn't That's have true. a single square left on and it. And butter. A little bit of butter has to have a little bit of butter in each square and a little bit of syrup in each square. Or I won't eat it. Heather and I were going to make that waffle business, remember? And not for your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Oh, the blue ones. The first ever Nike trainers, Nike shoes, actually used the sole. Tread. Yeah, the tread was made mm -hmm. in a waffle line. I just thought mm. I'd share that with you. There's no points to be had. But we like Why fun not? and interest because I gave you the answer. Oh. Oh. I could have gotten that one. Yeah. It was a good I one. I knew about it? the waffle soul. Well, you're having a very <laughs> no, unfortunate you said it. an unlucky life. The moment it left your lips, I knew I knew it. I knew I knew it. I've forgotten more than I can remember. <laughs> How many waffles a minute does the Waffle House sell on a daily basis? Every minute. How every many, Waffle House. All every, Waffle Houses? The Waffle House. All of them. Being a brand. All of them ah. across America. I just need to know how many waffles are sold every minute. And I'll give you a 135,000. Oh, you're not going to, you don't want your clue then. You're just going to go 135. I'm right. You're going 135,000 and you're right. Yes. For Chad and Michelle's benefit, it's under a thousand if that helps you. Ah. <laughs> I win. <laughs> if it helps you get through the show, yes, you do. How many waffles per minute does the Waffle House sell across the whole of America? And we are underneath a thousand, just to give you a little bit of a clue. 950. You're having another go, are you, from the yep. back there? The peanut gallery has shouted out. You, you now want your clue. You're embracing the clue. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has just snorted. You're now welcome to charge your glasses and have your first drink of the evening. Are you okay? You can't breathe, can you? Wow. Someone fetched me some oxygen. I'll go to Chad while you're trying to pick yourself up, shall I? Okay, yes. How many are we looking at, Chad? I'm per go minute. 650. 650 waffles sold a day. Michelle, have you composed yourself to give me a, a, minute. a sentient answer? A minute, absolutely. Six forty nine. Oh, you Bob Barkered it. <laughs> Gloves are off. Barkered it. <laughs> Michelle has won the points. It's one hundred and forty five. Michelle is now up to a rather syrupy, slippery, buttery four. I want to make a new rule that you can't barker it. There are no rules. There are no, no rules. Great. 877 million waffles have actually been made by the Waffle House since its inception 60 years ago. A shortage of cups and supplies of waffles actually inspired the ice cream cone. They run out of cups for ice cream. 
and they decided to use waffles instead. So the ice cream cone was invented on the back of running out of cups, and all we have left is waffles. Yum. What famous president brought the first waffle line to America? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt brought the first ever waffle line back from Belgium, Holland, to the Americas. I don't know why I said it. It's a guess. Yes, you're using your psychic <laughs> skills. <laughs> I get the impression that over the last five years, pretty much everything has pretty much been a guess. Other than when you're looking at my notes when I go and squeeze the lemon. Whatever. Michelle, which famous president brought back the waffle iron to America? Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. I'm going Madison. Wow, Michelle's on fire. It was Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that's a bad waffle maker if it's on fire. Third (laughs) president of the United States of America. You're now to a resplendent star-spangled banner six of waffly goodness. Moving on up to to the side. side. Why am I here? (laughs) So you can be serenaded, obviously. Yes, like a duet. Most waffles eaten in ten minutes is... Held the record for this is held by Patrick Bartarelli. Mm. All I need to know is how many waffles he managed to get through in 10 32. minutes. 32. He also holds the world record for the most hot dogs in 10 minutes as well. Oh. 32. You are going to go with. Are they Belgian waffles or floppy waffles? Uh, is there are a they difference? Eagles? I think it's your bog standard run of the mill. If you went to the waffle house, this is what you're getting. Waffle. Oh, I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're folding them 32. up, dipping them in water, and shoveling them down. He has ten minutes. His 32. name is Patrick Bartarelli, and you're going with thirty-two waffles. Could in be fifty-two. Ten minutes, but I'm going with thirty-two. Don't bother to spread your <laughs> chips around, Morris. Pick a number. Uh, those are potato chips or English chips. We're going with waffles. Oh, which, which I see what you've done. Around? Oh. See, it surprises me. You see. I'm so Don't used to working. Yeah, I'm used to working with the girls. My brain's in a different place. Wow! <laughs> My apologies, Chad. That was actually quite funny, and I will give you some points. <laughs> You're up to a resplendent green double zero of four. It's yeah. thirty-two or fifty-two. One of those two. I'm happy to take both answers. To be honest, Great. yeah, Michelle, that's what I guess. How many waffles is the world record for being eaten in a ten-minute period? Bearing in mind the show finishes in less than an hour. I know, 25. You're going 25. What are you saying, Chad? Four. You're going to go with four. He managed to get through 29. No Miss Morris. Gained I win. No, me. Her Let's first play play belly aching point oh, of the evening. And Michelle again shows her lack of arithmetic. <laughs> Fabulous. Waffles, of course, just pancakes with abs. Wow. <laughs> that was then. Mm-mm. And this is now as we get to our favorite <gasps> part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you write to us, we will read out your messages of support. Most people write to us on Facebook. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, everything will be there for you. And you can give us your messages, your support, your ideas, your thoughts. As long as they're not mean, you can send those to my mother. Johnny said... On our last episode, I laughed so much at this show, my wife has concluded that I'm mental. Excellent. (laughs) That's what we were going for. That's Johnny Mental there. (laughs) Johnny's actually listening to us on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. All of our shows are there for the last 
five years. You can listen to them back to back if you're in the car on a long journey, walking the dog, if you're cooking waffles for the army, if you're currently sat in a small shed on the outskirts of the Alabama-Louisiana borders making potato chips with your mother, you can listen to the show on there. Everything's free. That's SoundCloud, MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. We actually do an extra 20 to 25 minutes as well on SoundCloud that you do not get if you're currently listening on the Dark Matter Digital Network in a round we call Not For Your Mother. When we go through the world's news this week looking for our stories, we cannot help glance we cannot help notice there are stories there <laughs> that are laden with big dollops of in our nose that are smeared liberally with the slippery syrup and butter of bigfoot erotica dirty that have the soggy bottom of moldy dirt. moldy what are you looking at this moldy some penicillin must be in order there surely but we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we cannot read out on air because it's moldy, apparently. Wow. We're also on many other platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Orange Push Brussels Sprouts. Brussels Sprouts. Pickled Onions. Apple Armadillo pies. Radio. Ga- yeah, gas Box. We're on a lot of crap. Yeah. Spotify. Everything. Bean everything. Sprouts. Everything. We're on everything. So you've only got yourself to blame if you cannot find us. On Patreon, Martin, of course, is one of our Patreons. Oh, hi, Martin. Hello, we love you. Based in New York, we have a Patreon site. This show is free. It'll always be free. The show on a Friday night is free. Our SoundCloud archives are also free. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, it would be very much appreciated. We're not like the larger industrial type channels. We don't have sponsors. We do this all off of our own backs. So if you'd like to donate a single dollar, Per episode, you can go to patreon.com and search for yeah. MQTA Radio and you get a lot for your dollar. Oh, yeah, Less than a Happy Meal. You get to listen to the show first. Yep. Yep. You get to listen to episodes that have never been published, never been put out there. Just yeah, solely too. for our yeah. Patreons. Yes. And I'm going to work on stickers for everyone. Stickers. Oh, stickers. Yeah, many wondrous things. Yeah. We are only, because Miss Morris, without my knowledge, several weeks ago, made a pledge on air without me what? knowing... Saying that if we reach the magic total of one hundred dollars on there, per we episode, would yeah. we would be filming the not for your mother section. Yes, we would set yes. up cameras in the studio. We'd have to put our clothes on, comb our hair, put on a bit of makeup. But we are going to be doing you. That. <laughs> it's time to put on makeup. It's time to, to light, light the lights. I love animal. Animal. <laughs> That's me in the corner. That's in the me spotlight. in the spotlight. I'm changing my religion right now. More drinks, anybody? Wow. We have many new patrons, Robin and Frank. Many thanks to you. Oh, You've actually thank increased. You, Robin, thank you, Frank. Robin and Frank. They we have love increased you. their patronage. They are yeah, giving they us more, so that's very kind of oh, you. Jacqueline. Oh, is also a new member of Patreon. So thank you, thank you very, very much for that. We're just $34 away from the filmed madness. I know the madness. It's getting God. closer, isn't it? I it know. Is. I should have said it. Patreon.com, a single dollar. You can't even buy a Happy Meal. If you leave the show with more than you arrive with, if we make you chuckle, if we make you laugh, that's surely worth a donation of a single dollar. And we appreciate all the people we that do. are contributing. Thank you. Yes, we genuinely, we 100%, 
plough, all of the finances back into the show. That's very true. Yeah, yep. it pays for the equipment, it pays for the paper, it pays for all of the platforms. We're still in the red. We have just... <laughs> <laughs> have another drink, Morris. <laughs> that it's is okay. true. The yard sale we had failed Aww. to buy us new microphones, unfortunately. Yes. Marilyn simply posted this week, love, 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 the show she's listening on the Dark Matter Digital Network at Thank 10 you, p.m. Marilyn. Thank you. Central time every Friday night where you can catch us first. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Mitchell posted, I love the shows and I'm enjoying the Not For Your Mother section on SoundCloud. Thank you and the others for keeping up SoundCloud access free. So many thanks for that, Mitchell. Always. We appreciate oh, nice. yeah. Thanks, Always. Mitchell. Yeah. Your support. The show is very entertaining. Love the snorts and shots <laughs> triggers. So. Yeah. Very um. kind of you. Jerry posted the Not For Your Mother section this week was like a ray of sunshine on my... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> on my rainy Tuesday. Wow, wow, Jerry. We love you. It did rain hard on Tuesday, didn't it? Mm. But we were a ray of sunshine by him Yay. listening to yes. us on SoundCloud. Dylan from California posted, love the show. It is a shame you're not on more than once a week. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I will suggest to our listeners, and we have many of them from all over the world, that if you like what we do, if you're impressed with what we do, if we make you laugh, if we make you smile, if you leave with more than you arrive with, you can write to the Dark Matter Digital Network and say these guys are doing a bang-up job. Hurrah. Or become a patron. Yes. But you can write yeah. to Dark Matter for free. <laughs> That's true. Being a patron yeah. is going to cost you 100 shiny new pennies. Mm. Those oh. pennies. Elizabeth posted about our podcast. Every time I see you, I fall a little more in love with you. Oh. That's me. Thank oh. you for making me laugh. This is an Adrian comment. Until I right. cry, absolutely. Ooh. I did a podcast last week. Oh. If you go to YouTube and search for Ethan Clerk, that's C-L-E-R-C, he did a podcast where he interviewed me last week and I ran a ghost box live on air and then I did a live tarot reading as well and actually filmed that. So if you're interested in that, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, and scroll down the history and you will find links to that podcast. Or go to YouTube and search for Ethan Clerk or Adrian Lee. It'll all be there for you, free of charge. And it was roasting hot in that studio. It, it was actually amazing. That's very what you all, of you. Yeah, it was very good. I didn't good. watch very it. Very good. I thought it was very brave of me to run a ghost box <laughs> live on too. air because I could yeah. be sat there for 10 minutes with nothing, nothing happening. But yeah, you got some amazing results. That's very kind of you. At least I have some supporters in the room. Yeah. Chad laughed. Chad doesn't want to be supporting Heather. Beaten up. He's Switzerland. That's only because he sits closer to me. It's more dangerous if I support anybody else. Yes. You'll get missiles thrown at you. It's been my experience of things. You can go to our Twitter site, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, T-I-P-S. We have 100,000 listeners and followers on there. And if you're interested in a good, haunted, spooky, historical, psychic book, go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee. I write the mysterious series, Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, and How to Be a Christian Psychic. Everything is on there for you. If you're looking for a late summer read, I would recommend those as well. Chad, tonight you're reading out. The strange, bizarre, and random fascinating facts. So Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist, please oh read out tonight's uh. random fact. The ostrich does not bury its head in the sand. 
It's very true. It does not bury its head in the sand. It buries its head in a book just to get away from the world. A little bit of escapism. Ancient Arabs started the myth. Roman writers perpetuated it. But actually what the ostrich does is if it can't run away, it flops to the ground and remains still. And its head and neck blend in with the soil. (laughs) There. No one can see me if I bury my head into the dust so no one can see me. If I close my eyes, I'm invisible, right? Yeah. That would be a good superhero, wouldn't it? You can be invisible, but you've got to close your eyes to be invisible. Yeah. That would be an interesting well, yeah, story, wouldn't it? would be interesting. It? I like the idea of that. I don't like that. it. I shall give Chad more points for being fun and informative. Michelle's on six. I'm yet to score. Heather's scored two, and I've no idea why. Chad is also now up to six <laughs> as oh. well. Now, before we start the next round proper, I actually did some paranormal investigating this week. And I know our listeners like me to touch upon what we do mm-hmm. when we investigate the world of the paranormal. This week, beginning of this week and last week, was the anniversary, 156 years to the day of the Dakota War, the Sioux Uprising. And I've been trying to investigate as many locations as possible. I have a book on the horizon. We're probably a year out from having it published but i'm going to do a book on the hauntings and the ghosts of the dakota war so we're here in the southwest of minnesota we're very close to a lot of the massacre sites a lot of the Mm -hmm. battlefields a lot of the villages where the dakota lives so i've been doing some investigating this week over three days was the siege of fort ridgely you can look this up it's on wikipedia and many other wondrous places i went to the fort i found this quite remarkable i'm foreign right so correct me if i'm wrong it's the anniversary of the battle. I'm there on the day. Because if there's any residual hauntings or any energy, I want to be there on the anniversary of it happening. And I believe five or six um, soldiers did lose their life. And they're not quite sure how many Native Americans, because no records were kept, of course. So I'm there on the very anniversary of the siege. I arrive at the fort. There's not a single person there. I don't see anyone the entire day. The museum is shut. And they haven't even got a flag up the flagpole. No way. That's So it's a state-owned park. But I was just surprised. I just thought, at least on the anniversary, you could at least run a flag up a pole, couldn't you, and have something. I was the only person there. And I spent the whole day there walking around with my ghost box and my DVR. I just want to talk about two very quick things that impressed me. I went to a building that was the surgeon's quarters, the doctor. And I went into the building, and it's only the earthworks. You get the foundation. Don't think this is a fort with a giant wall around it and buildings. It's mostly earthworks and foundations from back in the day. And I sat there. I turned on the ghost box, and I said, I know this is a convention, and it's it's a bit tired, but it's a good way to start. I said, who's here? Who's with me? Is there anyone there? And a voice came through, and he said his name was Alf. And I said, hi, Alf. Do you prefer Alf or Alfred? And he said, I prefer Alf. And I asked him several questions, asked him about his life, and there was some German thrown in there. And I ended up speaking in a little bit of German, the German that I know. I did some research. The surgeon, the doctor that worked at the fort was Dr. Alfred Muller, and he was Swiss back in the day. So I had a conversation with Alfred in some German. So people say to me with the ghost box, it's just spitting out random words Mm. from the radio. When did you last hear a German radio station here in the southwest of Minnesota? Well, the Indians attacked. The Native Americans came from the north. They were hiding in the woods. They attacked the fort from the north side. So I thought I'd go wandering around the woods, right? So there I am, staggering around in the undergrowth with the ghost box going. I said, is there anyone here who wants to talk to me? And I do know that the Native Americans of that period did actually have functional English. For example, Little Crow, who led 
that uprising, actually read the Bible for a period and was Episcopal and had mm-hmm. very good English. He met uh, the president, Buchanan, back in the day and had very good English. So I know that those individuals had good English. And I know one or two Dakota words. So I said, is there someone here that wants to talk to me? And the word came through how, which is yes, in Dakota. And I asked, what's your name? And he actually said, white dog. Well, Chief White Dog actually led the attack. So I had a conversation in the woods with White Dog from 1862. And one of the things that he said that was very interesting was halfway through the conversation, I said to him, "Um, what's the name of your horse? And he said, horse. Well, I wrote this morning to the lady that I've been working with, who's the cultural advisor and historian of the Upper Sioux Reservation in Granite Falls. And I said to her, was there a convention back in the 1860s during the Dakota War? for the Native Americans to name their horses. You know, the European settlers would have names for their horses, but is this a common Native American thing, or was it just a utility-type beast that took you from A to B? And she said she doesn't think that they would have named their horses back in the day. So when I said, what's the name of your horse? And she, he replied, horse, she thinks that was in keeping with the period in the history. So I'm giving you a flavour of my day, wow. but if you get a chance to donate or to go to Fort Ridgedale, I would recommend it. There's a fabulous campsite there and lots of trails and nice river walks and so forth and if you get the chance to go it's just south of Fairfax and I would certainly recommend that I was just disappointed I felt a bit melancholy I was the only person out there on the anniversary of the battle and nothing was open and there wasn't a flag flying I just thought that was a little bit grim Michelle is on six I am yet to score Heather scored two and Chad is keeping up with Michelle and has also scored six as we move into the round that is ghosts and hauntings and remember we don't do orbs chilling moment ghost appears to walk through oncoming traffic on a busy road in the philippines the apparition saunters in front of a lorry two cars and a motorbike which all appear to speed right through him shopkeepers said they were terrified of the gore which was captured on cctv footage 13 hours later the same spooky male figure was seen lurking next to a delivery man outside a grocery minimart in pangasinan in the philippines Michael Forto said, I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought these things only happen on television. It did. It was on CCTV. (laughs) It seems that the shadow is looking at the delivery guy. Locals said they believe it is the ghost of someone with a grudge who has come back to haunt the district. How many people have a grudge with a minimal? I know I've had various arguments. I, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's not a hot dog is not good. There's not a single person who hasn't had some sort of disagreement or argument <laughs> in a mini mart, have they? When they told you you can pump your gas. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. The racism in abundance in this country. <laughs> the problem I'm having at the moment in this country is that, you know, meanness and nastiness oh. has become mainstream. And I got refused gas once because I'm English. They refused to pump me gas. This is a remarkable world in which we're living in. John Ronaldo, who works at a shop nearby, said, I'm now scared to walk near the area. Every time I go past, I can sense there's something scary. I keep remembering... What was on the CCTV and the image of the man walking across the road comes into my head. I wonder if they're recording this on a video. And that video is put in there every 24 hours. That's what it looks so like. So you're yeah. having a video that's been taped over yeah. 800, 900 times. Yeah. And you're now getting some bleed through of someone else's walking over the top of what you're now getting would be my best 
stab at that. But you're welcome to see that if you go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers. With Adrian Lee, you can see the scary video of the man obsessed with haunting the Minimart in the Philippines. That doesn't scare me, or it's a ghost on TV. You decide I should give myself two marvellous, scary, Filipino, hauntedly bad points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and haunting? Britons everywhere. Oh. Britons? Yeah. Yes, there's one here. I know. Sun never sets. It's a slow invasion. This is where we are. We're going to come into this country and you're going to complain bitterly and fight us to the last man because we're going to try and introduce free healthcare, free education and half as much taxes. Wow. I'll get my musket ready. Nice. (laughs) Britain's 32 degrees Celsius heat wave has caused a massive increase in ghost sightings and... That's exactly what paranormal experts exclaim. So when it's hot, you see more ghosts. Apparently, yeah. Wow. Because you're delirious. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, only only mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. (laughs) One ghost hunter reported a major spike in calls in the past couple of months amid the ongoing summer scorcher. Professional paranormal investigator Gary Parsons, oh, I know 53. <laughs> Gary from London. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gaza. <laughs> said the ghostly apparitions have been summoned by the scorching sun. And some people have even been afraid to enter their own homes, he said. Gary, who runs Plymouth Paranormal Investigators, or PPI, from his Devon home, believes the increase is due to an unseasonably warm weather in the UK, and they have been enjoying it. They are having the hottest summer we've had in the history of mankind, and we've been measuring mm-hmm. the temperature in Britain for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds know, of right? years. So there's no such thing as climate change, apparently. I'm under the impression that dry, hot, arid conditions are the worst conditions to see ghosts in. Do Ugh. they not like damp cold moist environments who knows what they like dry and arid i would think that would be the best time to summon ra (laughs) the egyptian sun god (laughs) yes if you're gonna (laughs) what could possibly go wrong (laughs) hang on i've got an evp coming through it says zor oh nice (laughs) well gary said we have been receiving a major spike in the number of calls during okay. June and July. This is this Gary is with Gary Mahmood. Gary Mahmood from Plymouth. Reporting yeah. scary supernatural phenomena. One couple. He's from Devon. Almost... <laughs> I suppose it was. Obviously. Yeah. Uh. Duh. I suppose it was a stupid thing to do. What with the weather being no. so bad now? One couple was almost afraid to go in their own home because of a poltergeist and residual energies making things move about like these. Plymouth, oh, just south like of these. Karachi. Mm-hmm. Karachi, crutchy, crotchy. Plymouth on sea, yeah, the bad. Gary and his team of ghost hunters have been in the ghostly business for years and use highly specialized technical equipment to free homeowners from unwelcome spirits you mean like a laser pen uh, maybe robert bryant technical paranormal expert said with temperatures soaring it's having an unexplained increase in paranormal activity you want to <laughs> 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 
Oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game with my Simpsons impression that made Michelle snort, you're now welcome to your second drink of the evening. We use a number of items to communicate with energies, especially the Hoof Wunderbox. Mr. Hoof, Bond. Hoof. The Wunderbox? The Wunderbox. I take you up the Wunderbox. That's your stripper name. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Hoof Wunderbox. I show you my pumpernickel. Oh. Schnell. Achtung. Oh, this isn't right, Michelle. You shouldn't have said that. It is designed to search for unexplained orbs. <laughs> Eerie voices Put your and bra deadly on. spirits. Mm. On a recent house investigation, my body was taken over oh. by dead priests who refused to get out of my body like this. Wow, acting. You're not getting more points for acting. But then it was ordered to leave by their team member, Amanda oh Oriana. Do you see how Ariana? Heather's yes. head just turn 360 degrees it's kind of did like these it's gonna take some work to clean that up yeah or more tequila (laughs) pea green soup is what's required well the met office said for august through october above average temperatures are more likely than below average so look for more spirits in britain wow ghostly image in a fevered mind or don't be so unkind you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee miss morris moves up to her head turning four on the acting skills alone a woman who wants to have a baby with a ghost has recalled how she fell in love with him and insists it's a normal relationship do you remember this from last week yeah we had a lot of fun with this she's now been interviewed i just want to touch upon this briefly as a follow-up story amethyst realm obviously our real name 30 from nottingham met the ghoul on a trip to australia mm-hmm. you may recall the spiritual guidance counselor has been dating the ghoul for six months and is hoping they can get a hand fasting ceremony soon obviously you need a physical hand for that to happen right amethyst said she can't forget the moment she felt his strong emotional physical presence she told Eamon holmes and ruth langsford on this morning this week their emotional connection is so strong they don't have a need for conversation. Yes, a woman actually said she doesn't have a need for a conversation. But I don't she, believe her. She has a need for help. Yeah. Wow. I went deaf once after an ear infection I picked up in a swimming pool and I thought my ex had died. <laughs> Amethyst wow. described her partner as very ancient, very wise and very kind and boasted oh, that he's been on the planet for a very, very long time. She's looking to have a phantom pregnancy do you remember such things she wants a phantom baby yeah having my baby wow she was quick to dismiss Eamon's suggestion that if she is possessed or engaged in a really nice dream amethyst has had relations with at least 15 types of spirits since giving up on living men phantom baby or just ghostly gravy you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings. A jilted Beyonce posed as his ex's dead mum's ghost in a bid to win her back with a psychic message from beyond the grave. Like Norman Bates. Kind of. So he's dressing up in his girlfriend's dead mother's clothes, putting on a bit of lipstick. I'm here. I'm here for you. I like that idea, but it's not quite that intense. Oh, oh you like that idea? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Meadwell, 51, sent an anonymous note begging Kay Wimbury to take him back, along with a leaflet from a tarot shop. He even included messages making it clear it was from her mum, such as a reference to a fiber-optic Christmas decoration, which she left to Kay. 
Devious Meadwell also told Kay she had made a terrible mistake rejecting him after he was banned from contacting her after he had attacked her. <laughs> well, that sounds perfectly normal. Yes. The warehouse worker didn't include his name, but made reference to the man who sacrificed everything for you, the man who loves you, the man who wanted you to be his wife. He has now escaped jail after being found guilty of four counts of breaking a restraining order nice. at Exeter Crown Court. You sure it's not Norman Bates? Pretty sure. Okay, you're really sure? Pretty sure. Okay. Jurors heard how Kay received the letter on July 11th, 2017, ten days after Meadwell broke the restraining order by entering Cornwall to visit the tarot shop. Since then, she was given another letter, apparently from a well-wisher, a Facebook post, and then an email, all pleading with her to take Meadwell back. But Kay realized it was her ex posing as her dead mother because of the bizarre references only he would know. When cops visited the Willow Moon Psychic Shop, they confirmed that Mid excuse me, Meadwell had come in for a tarot reading. Ooh. It's all happening in the southwest yep. of Britain at the moment, mm -hmm. isn't it? It must yep. be the weather. That's remarkable. Yeah, it's hot there. It's only Norman Bates, or he's standing at Hades by the gates. You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee at the end of the round, that is Ghost and Hauntings. Remember, we don't do orbs. Michelle's on six. She's standing there in her mother's clothes with her lipstick on. I've scored four. Heather is on also four. And Ched is on parity with Michelle, also on six, wearing his mother's clothes. As we yeah. move into wow. the round, that is... Good in <laughs> I wear your granddad's clothes. I look incredible. Wow. <laughs> Time to pop some tags. Yep. UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. A photo taken by a 12-year-old girl on holiday with her parents has been branded the best picture of the Loch Ness Monster. <gasps> for Yay! years. Years. Little Charlotte Robinson. Mm was staying at Loch Ness Highland Lodges at Invermoriston when Nessie supposedly popped up about 50 feet away on the first day of their trip. There's guys that have been camping out on the beach there for 60 years. Right, there is. In camper vans. Yes. Dedicated their life. Ginormous lenses. Yes, beards as long as their belly. Been sat there. Their wife's left them. Their kids have disowned them. Little Charlotte Robinson on the first day of her trip gets the best video footage. No, You go, girl. The legendary creature is said to have surfaced for about a minute before reappearing about 10 feet further away some seven minutes later, but for less than 60 seconds. Charlotte was on holiday with parents Cat41, a business intelligence data analyst, and Father Dave, a factory worker. It was at around 7pm last Friday when Charlotte believed she saw the creature and captured it on her phone. There was something in the water about 50 feet from the shore. I took a photo. It had a neck and a head was in the shape of a hood. I just took what I saw. It was black. I just don't know how far out it was of the water. I'm not good at judging distances. But after about a minute, it disappeared and then came back up again in a different place. It was up for less than a minute the second time. I kind of believed in Nessie, but I wanted to see proof. I always imagined her as having a long neck and flippers. I've seen something, but I'm not sure what. Mum Kay added, Charlotte said... She had taken a photo of a creature in the lock, and I said, right, sure you have. <laughs> all right, kids, of course you have. Let's all get back in yep, the car. come on now. We've got the pencil museum to see this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> For weeks, she's been going on about seeing the Loch Ness Monster. But then I saw the picture. I couldn't believe it. There's something there. 
With all the sightings over the years, there must be something in the lock. I'm totally excited by this photograph. It is the best Nessie in years, said Mr. Felton. The 55-year-old is recognised by the Guinness Book of Records for the longest continuous monster hunting vigil of Loch Ness. There is clearly a solid object in it, and it's relatively clear. It warrants further study. There's been four recorded sightings this year mm-hmm. of the Loch Ness Monster. We went a couple of years without any, didn't we? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. The last previous glimpse of Nessie occurred on August the 5th at 9.38am when a family, regular visitors to the area, were on holiday and they're also from Leeds. It has now been accepted by the official Loch Ness Monster <sighs> Sightings Register. They are not a monster in the lock or I'm still in shock. You decide... Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Everything will be there for you, including little Charlotte Robinson's photograph. I shall give myself two glorious, mm. pleasure-saw-based points, and I'm now up to six. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in a round of green men? And I'm going beasties. to Florida. Florida! Yay! <laughs> a Lovely. skunk ape has been spotted in Florida. Skunk ape! I yes! love the skunk ape. I likes him too. A couple in southeastern Manatee County claim to have spotted a bipedal figure they believe to be a Bigfoot creature. Mm. The woman, who didn't provide a name, said she was driving with her husband near the Miaka River when the creature showed up on <gasps> June 2018 at around 6.45 p.m. and 30 seconds or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Nice. Can you be more specific? Yeah. The area was flooded on account. I love how they write these Southern articles. On yeah. account. On account. On account of a recent subtropical storm, Alberto. <laughs> Darn that, Alberto. <laughs> Alberto. I love this show. And now she says, we were at Long Creek near Wachula. They're Road. from Plymouth as well, are they? Yes, they're cousins. <laughs> She said the road had been used infrequently due to the recent storms. I looked to the left like this. Oh, that's my right. <laughs> yeah, and saw what appeared to be a pile of dark Spanish moss. <laughs> she initially thought it was strange that a pile of soggy moss was shaped so symmetrically. That's wow. when she claimed she realized that there was a creature hiding and standing still. I couldn't speak. I couldn't process what I was saying. It's so much like you're in the room. The eyewitnesses <laughs> says that when she told her husband <laughs> that she had just seen a Sam squatch, she turned the car around, but the odd figure wasn't. Longer there. What is a wasn't longer there? It wasn't, I don't wasn't know. No longer there. It wasn't there no, longer. no more. It wasn't there no more. It wasn't no longer. <laughs> you that damn camera picture, man. She described the animal as eight feet tall, dark brown haired biped with a pointed head, broad shoulders, and thin hips. I thought it said thin lips, but I didn't know <laughs> how she would have got that close. oh i do (laughs) i couldn't see his face it looked shaggy and matted because of the dung beetles but because of the three to four inch hair was wet unbelievable wow well actually it was dingleberries it was dingleberries (laughs) bigfoot dingleberries (laughs) 
There's an area of research that's not been touched upon much. <laughs> Bigfoot dingleberry. Good God. Oh, God. Also known as the swamp ape, the Florida Bigfoot or Miyaka ape. The skunk ape is a primate cryptid allegedly living in the Sunshine State. It is supposed to emit a foul odor similar to that of Bigfoot. Apparently, they're both smelly, indicating a possible defense mechanism like a skunk, as some scientists propose. Unbelievable. The stinky dingleberry ape. It's probably B.O. (laughs) Why would an eight-foot ape need a smell as, as a defense mechanism? Like a skunk. (laughs) <laughs> right. What was going to eat it? What was this? Evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some nasty animals out there that what? were big sharp teeth. Yeah. What's the predator? Wow. I'm sad about Bigfoot Dingleberry. Or... <laughs> the predator. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the studio and be merry. You decide, go to our Facebook site. Things you never thought you'd ever hear said on the radio. <laughs> Bigfoot Dingleberry. Michelle Corey, you have the last story of the night and you need the points. Oh, what have you got I for do. me in the round of cryptozoology and UFOs? Eagle-eyed conspiracy theorists have spotted a hidden military base in the middle of the Gobi Desert. Nice. Yeah. The strange circular landing strip was reportedly found on Google Maps in northern China towards the Mongolian border. Blake and Brett Cousins dubbed the discovery China's Area 51. They published the images on their YouTube channel, which is full of UFO sightings and details of shadowy government secrets. It appears to show at least three aircraft and some buildings, possibly control towers, in a series of concentric circles. The circle is divided by lines, which could possibly be airstrips, the brothers describe the structure as Stonehenge-like and can be heard saying, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Highlighting an area which looks like a landing strip, they say there are no coordinates or location given by Google. Is this the Area 51 of China? It is an interesting photograph. I would suggest anyone who's interested to go to our Facebook site. There is a picture of that there for you yes Gobi desert ufo or it's a no-go i don't believe a single word of it we enter the round that we now call not for your mother so thank you for coming to find us on one of our platforms why not share with the world on your ipad ipad why not share on facebook does MySpace even exist anymore? Is anyone? I even... still have an account. I think it's like the empty amusement thing? park of the. <laughs> I kind of want to go back to it for nostalgia. I did try and go Do back it. on about two or three years ago, and all the stuff that I had on there had disappeared, and it was some sort of music thing now. So I'm not quite sure. Perhaps I'm I'm sounding quite old, aren't I? I'm sure if you're hip and you're young, you're probably in with the crowd, and I don't know what I'm on Instagram and yeah. Snap Plat. But if you're listening now on Brussels Sprouts, Spotty Face or Gasbox or anywhere else, <laughs> why not write us a nice review, say good job, guys, and thank you for coming to join us. We really appreciate that. We like having you with us. This is the round we cannot mm. read out on air. If your mother's of a nervous disposition and she's not snoring in the room, she's sitting next to you with a cup of tea and her hobnob biscuits. If there's young children in the room playing on the floor with their princess Ouija board, now would be a good time. <laughs> and that does exist. Or dwarves. All in pink. Yeah, dwarves. I you like can dwarves. summon and open the gates of Hades in the comfort of your very own bedroom with, with your dwarves. princess Ouija board. Mum thinks her house might be haunted by a spunking ghost. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, wow. And people are agreeing with her. 
Now, I have to say, this is a very English term. Yep. I know what it means. Yes. I, I think, think if you say, English. in America, if you say that that girl's full of spunk, it means that she's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it means or she's she's <laughs> brimming with jour de vie. She, yeah, brimming she with has, something. Or, yeah. or, or yeah. that kid's awful spunky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this would not be a good phrase to no. use in Britain because... No. Good old Johnny Monk, good Neither. old elephant's trunk, is... Uh, another word not to use in Britain is fanny pack. No, yeah, that would be no. a bad... Fanny in general. Yeah, that's, that's your front bottom, is that? Yeah. <laughs> See how quickly we move from spunk to front bottom in just yeah. the glimpse of an epididymis and a sentence. But yes, um, the word to spunk in Britain is, is to a, the male ejaculate I would uh, share with you. The so icing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that ruined your 13th birthday, didn't it? <laughs> so that's where we are. If people are in any way, shape or form unsure of what that means, he's uh, delivering forth the, uh, Hair the, gel. the milk of human kindness is where yeah. we are. Yes. <laughs> the milk of so let me read that sentence again. Now you've been fully informed because whatever you bring to a story, of course, is what you take away. I don't want to take any of this nope. away. Don't want it. It can be a stubborn stain. Mum thinks her house might be haunted by a spunking ghost and people are agreeing with That's her. That's bunk. If you're playing the bell bunk and snore drinking game. <laughs> That's bunk spunk. You can charge your glasses. <laughs> I kill myself. <laughs> that saves us doing it. <laughs> Bunk spunk is killing me. I loosen the stair rail on the carpet into the basement, hoping you might have an accident. Oh, we showed you. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been spooked by a mysterious noise in the middle of the night. Oh. <laughs> or noticed a dark shape move out of the corner of our eye. Like a mushroom? <laughs> I saw a hairy man walking away. More than a feeling. I don't want to see that shadow puppet on the wall. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> when something a little out of the ordinary happens in our home, it's easy to joke that the place is haunted. Uh -huh. Though not many of us actually ever think that this is the case. Uh-uh. But one mum has shared the goings on in her house and suggested the answer to all of her problems is definitely that there's a spunking ghost around. That would be it. 100%. Ectoplasm. Was it a monk? Ghost. I've been slain. Oh, was it a monk? <laughs> it a a spunk monk? monk? No, there was no monk in sight. <laughs> and people are totally on board with Did her. Did she see his junk? Theory. I like <laughs> <laughs> Only if you shine a flashlight on it. Spunk Monk Junk. <laughs> I've seen his junk on the floor. It came through on the thermal imaging camera. Oh, wait. Have you ever seen that video of a thermal imaging camera? And they were facing it. Uh, must be on a tram line. And a guy actually caught a woman farting. Yes. No, I did. Yeah, I saw that. that. Was at an oh, I did not. That was at an airport. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, that killed me. Gross. So we've got to the part of the show that you've now found funny, have we? Uh. In a post on Mum's Net, a woman going by the username of Chips. It's a lot of Chip Shop Sonia. Yeah. Chop Shop Ninja explained oh. her reasoning for thinking her house was haunting. She wrote, of all the problems to have, last night, 
My partner woke up at around 1am because we heard our bedroom door open. It's squeaky. It needs some WD-40. But that's by the by. He didn't get up, expecting our son to tap him on the shoulder, announcing he'd had a bad dream. But nothing. Then she heard the bedroom door close. Her partner then decided to go and investigate what their son was doing. Just outside our bedroom door, he stepped no. in, a, in a large, wet patch. <laughs> he did a spunkin run? <laughs> he slid down the hallway. <laughs> it's Officer Dribble. Doing the windmill. Like, like Doing... a slip and slide. <laughs> Just outside our bedroom no. door, he checked on our son, but he was fast asleep, all tucked in under his duvet, she continued. He then went downstairs to check on the dog, which was fast asleep in the living room. So slightly bemused, he came back to bed. He brought it into the bed with him. In the morning, he relayed the strange incident to his partner. And then sniffed his foot. He suggested... <laughs> Hang on. She said, I don't remember eating anchovy. Oh, stop. Yeah, it's disgusting. The base notes of pineapple You're coming disgusting. through. You're disgusting. Wow. It must have been caused... By a spunking ghost. Yep. Uh-huh. But just mm-hmm. in case it wasn't a ghost, the mum decided to ask the internet for their ideas about what have caused the mess. Oh, why? She, what else could it be? She yeah, clarified that her dog definitely wouldn't have caused it and there was nothing leaking from anywhere. One person said, maybe your son was sleepwalking and decided to pee outside your bedroom door. Although a spunking ghost is definitely the most rational explanation. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with the weather being so hot and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hot. It's crazy. Another commented, cynical me is wondering whether your partner did have a little accident or maybe spill a drink himself. And this is just a cover story. I mean, honestly, if you spill your drink in your own house, why would you go to the extent of saying a ghost has just come like, all over the bedroom? In- big trouble <laughs> probably to see if your wife will post a spunking ghost story oh. on the internet mm, spunk monk junk <laughs> failing that <laughs> spunking ghost definitely <laughs> a third added i don't believe in ghosts a jizzing on the landing ghost is something i've never heard anyone claim my money is on your partner did you say jizzing jizzing on the landing hyphenated all one word jizzing on the landing (laughs) that's even better jizzing my pants I prefer coming to my hand Mrs Johnson it's a very old Victorian musical line (laughs) I'll take you up the Bakerloo line is one of my favourites Felicia in the Moonlight was a big hit for Ada Johnson back in 1914 of course things that go pump in the night (laughs) no Well, that's just not right. You decide. Go to our (laughs) Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, a knicker thief with an underwear fetish was busted by his ex-wife after spending years, years, stealing thongs and panties from his neighbor's washing lines. He would starve at my house. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Perhaps he'll go for Chad's thumb. <laughs> oh, I keep those under lock and key. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be in a room where someone brings up Chad's thong? Mm. 
dong, 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 dong. Chad's thong sounds rooms. like it's a province of Korea. <laughs> Let's all go to Chad's thong. Yeah. It's just south of Everybody Hanoi. Everybody wants to go. The tickets are expensive. Yes. <laughs> but worth every penny. <laughs> Perry Granville, 39, collected the underwear by breaking into homes in the historic market town of Abingdon-on-Thames on, in Oxfordshire. He stashed them away in garages until his estranged ex-wife told police she found women's underwear that wasn't hers in their shared flat more than 15 years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, but ladies' undergarments are very expensive. You'd be unhappy, oh, would you be. not? Oh, yes. If you regularly, once a week, get in a pair of drawers and a bra stolen from your washing line, you'd be unhappy. You'd be apoplectic with rage. See, I'm point. saving money. Yes. Yes. Lots of money. And he doesn't like bras. He likes underpants. So. See? Yeah. I wonder Lots what you did to upset your ex-wife so much that she calls the police 15 years later. I like the fact he's got storage facilities for these. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. Have you ever seen Storage Wars? I'm thinking of chitlunk cheeks. Chitlunk cheeks. I see him with a giant saucepan and a wooden spoon on the stove storing up. A I suit made of drawers. Over his face. Gusset man, as we live and breathe. <laughs> Thank goodness, gusset yeah. man has arrived. Because I always thought we should sell our underpants. Oh, no, you said that yeah, before. It's never went anywhere. I know. Wow. We I'd could be start, millionaires. We could be sitting on a gold mine. I'd start wearing them if we could sell them. I know. <laughs> You're big money. To see a whole new Facebook page pop up. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to buy my knickers for ten dollars, just write to me on Facebook. They'll First, be... you have to buy my knickers because <laughs> I don't have, have to any. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they often will send you the underpants they want you to wear. Yeah, anyway, no, that's anyway, I've looked wow. into it. Yeah, yeah you've clearly Look researched it. Yeah. Look at her research. <laughs> I think you need to go on that Shark Tank. Is it the? I Shark Tank or yeah. Dragon's Den. I've got an idea. I need a hundred thousand investment for twenty five percent. I'm selling my drawers on eBay. Granny panties. I Anything. think Mark Cuban would be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What'd you say, Elon Musk? Oh, for men. Musky. Musk. Gee, Musky. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Dog. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've had a cup of tea with sugar in it. I can only yeah, apologize. lots of honey, too. I'll give you some honey. Police also uncovered swimwear among the bags and bags of women's underwear in the two garages. Swimwear? Yep. I only have, like, one suit. But he probably got desperate. In what? There wasn't any panties, so he had to start stealing Swimwear What bottoms. if they were men bottoms? Men thongkinis. Mm. A Borat. Yeah, <laughs> mankinis. Right. Like the suspenders. Yeah, style. yeah. It's yeah. exactly. going to be like trying to squeeze two bowling balls into a marble bag. <laughs> <laughs> Granville denied burglary, attempted burglary, and two counts of theft, but was found guilty of the charges after a trial at Oxford Crown Court. What's ju- the statute of limitations on panty stealing? <laughs> Chad <laughs> I needs mean, to know. Chad years. asking for a friend. <laughs> Breaking and entering. And why do you have a calendar in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> and 
put a panty on your head. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Mask. Yeah. Do you know the washing line has basically disappeared, isn't it? There is no yeah, such thing as the washing line I anymore. I like washing no. lines. My mm. grandma used to have. No, we've one. got a tumble dry. I mean, this goes back yeah. 15 years, but I bet all of this was done 15 years ago. Because when was the last time you saw a washing line? I've not seen one not in years. Not very often. No. Not mm-hmm. very. For this very reason, I suspect. Yeah. What? Of undie stealers? Yeah. That and the fact that in London, if you pegged your clean washing out within an hour, it'd be black. Yeah, it would be dirty. Yeah. Really? And wouldn't it be wet? Because it rains? Oh my gosh. Yes. When I used to peg out my wash in Ireland, I would just cry because you'd peg it out 30 minutes later, yeah. you'd bring it all in. Peg it all out, bring it all well, in. Well, you've only got yourself to blame for living in Ireland. Yeah, you? You, well. got it. you got a point there. A judge said he was obsessed with women's underwear and she gave him a 22 month suspended jail sentence and 80 hours of community service that's it i would like to know what that community service was but... oh you're going to be picking up litter by the side oh, of the motorway or nice. cleaning graffiti mm, what dry cleaning maybe there's panties and all that <laughs> you'd be amazed the what they got. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. Them. wouldn't you just go by him and throw some at <laughs> yeah, him yeah i would <laughs> poor motorcyclist going by be like <laughs> Judge Zoe Smith ordered him to take a rehabilitation program for his fetish and made restraining orders barring him from contacting seven of his victims. Wow. It is not a victimless crime. He was also ordered to pay 285 pounds compensation to one of his victims as an estimate for the items that he had stolen. Yep, expensive oh, times. Victoria's Secret is a secret no more. No more. I'm not sure that even exists as a story in Britain. I don't think I've ever seen any. Oh, there's God. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I shall <laughs> look into yeah, I'm it. I guess that. And I'll let you know you, for next it's week. Nice you said sure. something. Oh, no, it's only Gusset Man, or he's doing the best that he can. Go on our Facebook site, more questions and answers. The sound of the rattling you can hear coming through the microphone. Uh, it's me. Is Miss Morris draining her alcoholic beverage drinks. as the ice clinks around in a glass like Whee! a percussion instrument? What have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, now that I've drank the dregs, imagine this scenario, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or... For some of you, it's been a past reality. You're in the shower, and the water suddenly shuts off. Nothing. You've got nothing. No water. But you're covered in soap, lathery, Mm. slimy, slick soap, and it's all over your body. And I kind of (laughs) get... Oh, no. We baby Oh, no. You go into distress and then distress and then distress. No, you're There's actually... worse things in life to be covered in soap. I mean, like falling out of airplanes and catching Ebola. Well, imagine. There are better things, too. Imagine yourself in soap and soapy frogs. Then rage overcomes you. In a Facebook post, Cody Vickers documented a similar scenario that happened in Columbus while he was at a construction job. His photo shows a butt-naked man bathing in water, spewing from a broken water main near North High Street in Clintonville, the Columbus Dispatch reported. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, he said, it's not every day you see a naked man come out of his house screaming and cussing, I'm covered in soap! Then comes off the porch, finishes taking a shower where the excavator hit the line like this with all the spray hitting his face. (laughs) 
like a mermaid. In the, in the weird sultry Beautiful. voice, though. Like yeah. a mermaid. Was he wearing a shell <laughs> like bra? A yeah. Like Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> With all the skills oh, of Aquaman. Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. So call seahorses for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Bring in the I like your seahorse yeah. penis. <laughs> <laughs> Bivalve muscles. shell. Your <laughs> cock shell. That's conch. Conch. Oh. <laughs> not cock. <laughs> Damn you. There's a show in here dying to get out. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're not going to let that happen, yeah. now, are we? In a Facebook post that has since gone viral, getting 137,000 shares and more than 14,000 likes. I was in the fucking shower. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I got soap all over me. Taser. Taser them. Taser them. <laughs> said Vickers. <laughs> was he from West London by any chance? <laughs> repeating what the man said when he was met with a trench. In a fountain of water, he said the man slung his towel off and ran down the steps across the sidewalk <laughs> and over the trench where he met his temporary shower. The Columbus Dispatch reported that the construction crew hit an unmarked line and that the man came outside seconds later with the towel around his waist. I couldn't believe it did that. Dude had no shame. None. He just let it hang. <laughs> In the shower. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. (laughs) You're done, are you? That's it, is it? Unless you want to hear about more shower, Willie. No, I'm good. Shower, Willie! (laughs) (laughs) Shower, shower, Willie! (laughs) Good old shower, Willie. Look at the way I can move a dollar a bill around the glass like a sticky oxen. Around and around and around. Look, it's a soapy Cody Vickers. Or, oh no, he's got no knickers. You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place. With the K2 meter with a dead battery, it's Heather Morris, who never got beyond four she's winning a week in Loch Ness in amongst the damp the moist and she's going to get a welly rash Mm. I finished third I scored five I've got to sit down and watch 24 hours of videotape of a Filipino 24 hour mini mart stall (laughs) in second place is Chad he scored six he's won a bag of stale potato chips and half a bottle of vinegar but in first place winning the resplendent $33,000 IR camera, supply Again. of condoms, two hours in a Super 8 with a Ouija board is Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mm, come join me. Do not fear, <laughs> listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and I would encourage you to write to us on the show, and I will read out your comments. You can also join my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and remember we now jump over to soundcloud so why not join us on there soundcloud.com mqta radio where we're going to stay in the studio and do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show of filth and around that we call not for your mother so you can join us on there and some people say that's the favorite part of the show you have been listening to more questions and answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere 
in the world. With Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drain, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group at MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested, 